I'm Daniel Fisbicki. And I'm Dave Zuliger. This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash south. Fear I've mixed up the intro just a little bit. <laughs> it's been a while for me it's on new, the podcast. It's a new year. That's right. I mean, new Caught year, me guard. new resolutions, other things like that. David, it is a new year today. I think it's January 6th, 2021, right? Yeah, it's the 6th. We're going to spend a little bit of time talking about 2020. It's kind of a retrospective. Why would we do that? Why would we talk about 2020? I don't know. Kind of think of it as a state of the church. It's not a state of the church address, but of a sort. Um, you know, just kind of reflecting back on uh, um, you know, the good grace that we received in 2020. So uh, what would you say, Dave, as part of our introduction to this? So what's a, what's a good memory from 2020 personally? What's a, a hard memory? from 2020 personally right now yeah yeah um i would say maybe maybe instead of just a memory a good memory what i would say is a good thing from 2020 is i think that our family personally uh it helped us maybe recalibrate a little bit helped us slow down and i think that we saw the good in that, the good in slowing down, the importance of slowing down at this, this stage of life our family is at. And it's, it's, it's something that we've kind of been now planning and fighting for how do we keep some of that slower pace for our family for the sake of uh, our rest in Jesus as a family, for the sake of our ability to pour out for others, uh, for the sake of Jesus. Uh, and so that, that was a really good thing. Um, hard thing personally I mean I think like everybody else um you know just just there were times where the isolation was hard uh I think I think more so in these last few months in the first few months you know the kind of the shock of all of it the first few months and then the last few months you know coming off a summer where we really felt like we could make decisions to be wise and be outside pretty easily with people and in winter that just gets you got to be real creative when, when you have a two-year-old little one who can't be outside for much more than five minutes before she's saying, "I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm cold." You know, it gets harder to figure that out. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um, well, I gotta think about that. Yeah, good grace from 2020. Um, you know, I do think the slower pace as well for my family in some ways. Um, but I think uh, on the flip side of that, a hard thing from 2020 was just wanting to be present wherever I was. Mm-hmm. And that, that seemed increasingly fleeting. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm a busy guy anyways, right? Like we're, we're busy men mm-hmm. generally. And I think the being at home and being at home or being at church and being at church present mentally mm. was elusive. Yeah. Um, um, more so than normal. Yeah. And required more intentionality. So I yeah. think that was probably that was a good thing, a hard thing from the year. So Dave, what you know, as we look back on twenty twenty, you're the pastor, you're a pastor, you're the pastor for vision <laughs> at our South Campus. Um so be less visionary at this exact moment and be more uh retrospective 
<laughs> and what were some of the things? I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. With uh, my it's title. not in your job title. Yep. Um, what were some things that took place in 2020 that were just significant in the life of our church? As you look back and you're like, here are the top three things. I just think like whether good or bad or, you know, in God's grace, everything turns for good yeah. uh, regardless of what it is. But just what comes to mind about what took place in, in 2020? Yeah. I think um, maybe there's a few different ways to look at that. So I'll, I'll maybe take it a few different ways. Um, if I can just be grateful for maybe a minute just for our staff and elders and then the volunteers in ministries. Uh, may, maybe the most encouraging thing of 2020 was watching our staff and elders rise to the occasion. Um, and that's all by God's grace. And it's because I think... Not to just keep saying this phrase, but I think God really is making us a family. And so we had elders and staff who really, really quickly pivoted two, three, four times to try to care for our people as best we could. You know, the Amona Zoom meetings and uh, the staff working on technology to get services up and going and all the all the different ways that people are running around and making phone calls. And uh, I just was... I was thinking about it actually uh, last week when I was on break, just kind of remembering everything we had to do and was just mainly filled with thankfulness for the way that our staff and elders and team just rose to the occasion. So praise God for the team we have here. Uh, God's been kind to us that way. Obviously, um, 2020 vision was a big thing for our church. You know, you don't normally... You are the pastor for vision, so... That's right. So it was a really big thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> really, really big. Um, but I, but I think that uh, I think that that was one of the more significant things that's happened in the life of our church in the last twenty years, as far as structural how we're going to do church change, and to see uh, just just the way I think that the Lord helped us walk through that and then to see the high percentage vote that came for it and then I think even already seeing fruit of it in these last however I don't know however many months it's been six months um, just feels significant that that God still led us to that place during uh, a pandemic (laughs) it just feels like wow that was a big thing to do during a pandemic and God was with us and I said to Kelly a couple weeks ago I just can't imagine not getting the chance to get up and talk to our people every week during this time. And so the, so the timing, though it seemed goofy at first, I think was providential. Um, and then the, the third thing um, I would say is just that I think is significant and maybe along the lines of hard, but God's going to work it for good, is that I think that God has been doing a refining work at the South Campus and and not in uh, not in people leaving or staying or anything like that, but a refining work in really having the church clarify what are we united around, what will we divide over, and that's taken some work. You know, that's taken that's uh, taken hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of conversations and prayer and teaching and reconciliation um 
But I, I just feel like this is what it means. Like this year with all these things going on, this is what it means to be a family. And this is what it means to be eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And my prayer, uh, you know, if I was going to say, so so what do I hope all that brings? My prayer is that in 2021, uh, however long this thing goes on and uh, whatever else comes, that that refining work would make us the kind of people that the world would look on and say they must be disciples of Jesus by the way they love one another. So those would be the three things. Uh, just the the rise uh, to the occasion of the staff and elders, 2020 vision, and then um, just the refining work that the Lord's been doing. Yeah, so let's uh, double double click on each of those. I mean, 11 elders at South Campus. I, too, have been just moved, um, having both sat in elder meetings or served on the elder board. Um, you know, either downtown or south uh, over these last 10 years. I've just been moved at seeming, I mean, not seeming, I think actual unity that the Elder Board has, even through difficult things, even through, and not unanimity, not like the elders are in lockstep, 100% the same opinions about everything that's happened during the year, but certainly unified with a common purpose and mission, mm-hmm. which is meant all the world yeah. Uh, yeah. just so to, and even as a as a member at south not even as a pastor just as a a member i feel shepherded and cared for mm-hmm. by the other 10 men mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. um they are so i'm super grateful for that uh, and i know you are too mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. as you just said so um and then you know preaching now you know preaching every week um coming from our pulpit um and how you how you feeling about that dave are you loving being in the pulpit are you worn out yet you uh, you ready to tap out and I'll take over? <laughs> is that an offer or is that no, a threat? No, it's not an offer. It's, it's fine. <laughs> no, Here, no, you keep preaching. I know. I love I love to preach. Um, it's it's very life giving to me, not life taking. So I love it. I uh, it feels like back to normal for me. It doesn't feel like a burden in any way. Um, besides a burden to be faithful and you know love our people well with the word. But 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 even you know I said the whole time one of the things I was excited about is that it would give more opportunities for our other elders to shepherd and teach and lead too. And that's happened. So, I mean, last week, you know, we were watching you preach, uh, from our living room and I was just thankful. Another South guy was in the pulpit, uh, preaching to our people, loving our people who clearly knows our people. So I, I think, I think that matters as much as me preaching all those weeks. And, and it's given our other elders a lot more opportunities to teach and, uh, lead on Wednesday nights and other places too, where I've stepped back a little bit. I I think it's more faithful to the Bible. Yeah, Amen, Amen. I agree. So the last thing you mentioned there, Dave, you know, thinking about of South Campus, and I think you know as I listen to other pastors and talk with other pastors both here, it seems to be a very similar theme, with a lot of clarifying type questions. Talk for a minute, like we're we're in the Book of Acts. We've been in the Book mm-hmm. of Acts for a couple months now, and God willing, this to 2021. Probably. Yeah. And so I think the, the hope is is to see and what continue to compel them going forward. Just talk some more about mm-hmm. to help clarify what we're unified around. There's this, the verse that we all know, there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And that 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 is what they're united around. So I said in the sermon when I preached on that, that that's not just a proclamation but that's their motivation. So they've they've seen Jesus. You talked last week. You know they've been with Jesus, 
and they know he's the savior of the world and therefore come persecution or praise like you said last week so well alliterated um there there like that moment when i looked at the camera <laughs> i did was, i did it warmed my heart okay. it warmed my glad, heart glad for that so i i think i think that's if if nothing else that's clarifying for us you know we, we live in a day and age where there's there's a lot of things uh to be united and divided around and we could talk about all those for a long time but what's clear about the early church is that they were radically united around Jesus and and then what that led to was the people that are devoted to the word and devoted to prayer so that's that's and that's what we want to be that's why we start every year with a sermon on prayer which you did last week and a sermon on the word which I'll preach this week and right in and we get to preach both of them right from acts because that's what's always going on. <laughs> They're always uh, in the word and prayer, and not just individually. You know, we do we make a big deal about devotional times. We need to get alone with God and be with Him, but together, devoted to the Word, together, devoted to prayer. Uh, so I just so I don't know. And this is this coming out before prayer night? Yeah, my plan is to get this released uh, no later than Friday morning. So, so you should come to the night of prayer uh, Friday. It's Friday night, the eighth if you can, and let's unite and devote ourselves to prayer. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that's something the goal. And then, then what happens is uh, when we're united around Jesus and we're devoted to the word and prayer, uh, we can't help but speak of Jesus. I just, thought, I just thought you did such a good job on Sunday of just showing, you know, here's these guys saying, hey, stop talking about Jesus. And to the apostles, it just wasn't an option. It was a ridiculous notion. Like we saw him die. And we saw him <laughs> raised from the dead, and we saw him ascend to heaven, and he gave us a mission. So we're not, we're not, we're not going anywhere else. And so I think that's what I want for us as a South Campus. I want to see a people like that. Uh, and and we've been having tons of conversations in our house about this. You know, it's not like we're immune to all the stuff going on out there, and we don't have places where we agree and disagree with other people. We've just having tons of conversation, even in our own house, like. But these are people that we that trust Jesus, and they love Jesus, and so we can we can genuinely agree to disagree about these things and be all in for Jesus together. And man, if we could have a people like that that are loving these South suburbs that are desperate right now for a true hope that will actually be able to carry them and hold them, um, man, I I would be excited about that. I I, I don't have any interest in managing an organization. I want a pastor. A people that are all in for Jesus. So I'm, I feel, I feel so refreshed and energized for 2021. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what God will do next. The other thing I'd say too, is that there's just a lot of work now. I think as we get more and more campus specific, you naturally just take greater ownership of your ministries and start thinking that way. And so I think that there's a lot of different kinds of conversations and meetings and ideas happening right now, but how do we, um, I think of what to say. How how do we make all of this work together so that you're not just the youth guy, but how do these things work together to make disciples of Jesus? That gets me excited. And like you said, for my own family, for my own kids coming up through these things, for my wife. Yeah. 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 For me. Yeah. Amen. Me too. Any personal? Oh, hey, I just thought of this randomly. What's the best book you read in 2020? Man, that's a good question. Best book I read. Um, 
There are a lot of good ones. Um, I read probably the most impactful one, and, and you can probably just hear it in the answer I gave before about the good thing for our family. It was my wife and I were almost done, but we've been reading through um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. And it's just a, it's, I forget, the, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm horrible with authors. Sorry, whoever you are. It's a really Homer, good book. C-O-M-E-R or something like that. Something like that. He was a, yeah. A- anyways, he, he just does a really good, it's a good social commentary on. John Ortberg. No, he wrote the foreword. Oh, sorry. John yeah. Mark Comer. John oh. Mark Comer. There I you go. Right. I was right. <laughs> there you go. So, so that's just been impactful. That's what I'll say. Um, and then. Right at the end of the year, um, so for a Christmas gift, uh, actually, Rachel Divig got me a book called Glory in the Ordinary. Or no, Blessed, no, is that, is that, is that what it's called? Blessed, Broken. Man, see, I'm so bad with books. I just read them and they impact me, but I don't remember who wrote them or what they're called. <laughs> broken something. There's three, there's three Bs. I should love it. Blessed, Broken, Given. How your story... <laughs> <laughs> this is a train wreck right now, Daniel. How your story becomes sacred in the hands of Jesus. But it, and it's uh, that's by Glenn Packiam, and that's been a helpful read the last two weeks. I'm about halfway through it, and been really impactful as well. Any books you're looking forward to reading in 2021? I just uh, <laughs> don't know the title of this one either. Gentle and Lowly. Oh yes, I I have read that in my life as well um and then I'm, I'm hoping to dive uh back in to some some of the institutes again this year the Calvin, institutes Calvin's of institutes what are the institutes Dave, institutes are listener. john calvin's yeah institutes um, of the christian religion yeah 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 i thought i, I know you're asking me the name i actually know that it's been a few years so hoping to dive back into those as well so i'm always trying to read some devotional and something more theological I guess. Any other ambitions for in 2021? I'd like to remember book names and authors better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Personally, I, uh, it's funny. Someone, someone asked me that uh, around Christmas time too. And I've actually been someone who's pretty helped and kind of I really like New Year's resolutions, so I, I like taking advantage of the seasons. Like we, I really lean into Lent uh, and uh, and all these things that just kind of none of them have anything special about them except that they help me refocus. Um, but this year, uh, I would say, again, I'd say about I'd say a month and a half ago, I, I kind of hit a wall of weariness, and I've talked about that a little bit. And since then, the Lord's just done this uh, work of I think repentance in me, uh, work of um, nearness with him in the word and prayer. And as I answered this Christmas, I just, I just basically said, I just want, I just want to keep that going. I just, I just want to stay close, just stay close to him in his word and prayer. I want to, I really want to love this church with all I got in every way I can. I really want to love my wife with all I got in every way I can. And I really, really want to disciple those little ones in my house with everything I got. So that feels like a really full life with lots of really worthy things for the sake of Jesus. And so I just want to stay close to him while I do those things mainly, I think. Uh, and, and that, I mean, that's kind of a, I guess that'd just be a, 
an extension of what I want for everyone in our church. You know, I just want, yeah. want more of Jesus for all of them. Uh, I want us to be a people, when people look at us, they say they've been, they've been with Jesus, like you yeah. described yeah. well last Amen. week. What about you? I'm excited about South Campus family meetings. Yeah. And I mean, bringing along with us both, we're conducting our family business. We treat them like a family meeting. Yeah. Yep. Where we're hearing from each other. Enjoyable. Enjoyable, <laughs> yeah. To be around each other, conduct them, when to conduct them in a way that will be conducive to a family. Any other thoughts about 2021? Man, 2020, I guess Dave? just uh, as we're talking about books, the only thing I'd say is that I'm going to give a shout out to Alan West. If you, uh, you want to dig deep into like uh, sociology from a Christian perspective and uh, get buy Alan West a cup of coffee and pick his brain. Uh, so I get, I get to do that once a month with him. And he's really uh, turned me towards a guy named Charles Taylor. Uh, he's a, this Canadian Christian philosopher. He's a, got a Catholic background. Um, but he wrote, a, he wrote a book called A Secular Age. I, I am planning to dig into that uh, this year as well. It's long. Um, portions of it and, re- and heard lots of things about it. Um, I just I think I think it's a helpful, even if it's a heavy read for Christians to kind of understand the the age we're living in and how how therefore we need to maybe big takeaways is going to be the gospel is going to seem more and more ridiculous in the in the age and culture we live in, and therefore being the kind of people we see in Acts where no one thought anything was their own and they were of one heart and one soul, maybe for a world that is lonely and longing for God in relationship, whether they know it or not, may be the best apologetic that we have. So I think, I think that's, that's an exciting thing to begin to think and pray about yeah. as well. Yeah, I remember I too once would get coffee with Alan and talk about good books. Alan, if you're listening to this, we should do that again. Well, Dave, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, it's been a ride. <laughs> it has been a ride. Happy New Year, man. We will uh, be back hopefully next week with a little bit less of a train wreck and uh, talking about the topic of eschatology. Ooh, it's coming. Hope you join us next week. <laughs>